Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. I can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, there you go. You were talking quietly. I have an important question. What? What did you do? I didn't do it. No, actually, what um, happened is... I don't know. kind of sounds like you did, because I'll be honest. I was going through the same process that I've gone through ever since we started this nonsense. Can we drop the sass just for a bit? What sure? happened was, is we already had too many guest feeds on, because we're only allowed five, and I had, like, four Tepper guest feeds on there, so... How many, how many Teppers are there that are hosting this show? apparently more than one five are we in the multiverse yeah come on um anyway we already ran the theme expo if you want to hit him with a howdy howdy well cool i had awesome (laughs) stuff for the pre-show too and our pets heads are falling off just my goodness (laughs) today is Monday, monday april 20th 2020 uh it is april 20 2020 and that's the only notable thing about this date and also, in a weird way, it's 220 days till Thanksgiving. How about that? Episode 944, 944, Bill Madlock's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, friends, uh, I'm going to berate um, Pickle about ruining the show. I'm kidding. I'm done with you I'm already. I'm kidding. Uh, no. We're going to talk about the announcement that came down Friday and then the subsequent kind of report that came out Sunday that has now been confirmed uh, about uh, Texas high school football and state seven on seven. We are going to show you what it's like to get a state championship ring in the age of social distancing. And then the very back half of the show, not the very back half. um, I guess technically it can't be like if it's a half, it's only anyway. Point is, uh, back half of the program, I had a great conversation last week with the head coach of the Richardson Eagles, Coach Greg Pels. Uh, and so we talked uh, a lot about uh, his Eagles uh, and how things are going there uh, in Richardson. We'll talk with him coming up here in the back half of the show. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just bewildered and flustered and you've gotten me off my game. You, you just need to chill out just just mellow out i wish i could i wish i could but you know you got your panties in a wad let me throw me in a party loop okay uh let's talk about uh some major developments that came down this weekend Mm -hmm. um 
over the course of, I, I guess it really start with the, the story has to start on Friday. Um, the store, uh, the, the, basically what happened is Friday at noon, uh, governor Abbott, um, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, that's his name. I should be clear. Uh, governor Abbott, uh, announced that schools would remain closed for the remainder of the school year because of the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, I will personally say, as the husband of a teacher and the son of a, a, somebody who works in education as well, um, that this was not a surprise to me. Um, I think that there, there, it's weird. There were a few people I saw that were, that were really kind of blindsided by this. And, and my thought was, like, did you think we were going back to school? Yeah. I just didn't. Uh, I no. thought that reading the tea leaves, it was pretty clear what was going to happen. I think they were going to hold out hope that maybe there would be a change, like a like a drastic change. I mean, it, we but... would literally have to like completely f- just flip the switch to be able to go back to school. It wasn't going to happen. You well, can't. And you can't thing. keep Is people it, it, six it, it, feet apart. It doesn't work because they they really got, got they they had basically kicked it to May, right? They kicked it to May and said, okay, we well, can't open until then. I guess kind of allowing for the possibility that you're right, that things, that the situation completely flips yeah. um, kind of in an unforeseen way. Obviously that hasn't happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that there are some positive signs that things may be starting. We may be past the very, very worst of it. Right. It's still going to be bad for a while, but there are positive signs that we are past the very, very worst of it, which is good. Right, I'll yeah. take positive news any, anywhere. I can. That's that's what you but, want. Well, and I'll tell you. So I live near uh, an elementary school. There's an mm-hmm. elementary school down the street. And um, the other day, I was on a run, and this was on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And the elementary school during last summer had um, renovated part of their building. They had renovated kind of uh, like a third of their building. And that was from what we understood then from kind of looking through the notes and things like that in the newspaper. That was part of a two-phase plan that they were going to do phase one, which was the back half of the building. And then the the phase two is the front half of the building. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday, I was running by that elementary school and the front half of the building was uh, fenced off, like with the construction fencing. And it was at that point that I go, I think they know something. Yep. You know what I mean? Right, that, because and, if they're so going to go I, ahead what, and start doing that, clearly they know we're not going back. We, we might as well start now. Head start. Yep. Well, and, and so if you are, and again, I don't have confirmation to this because, for example, uh, the school district in which my wife works, her, her superintendent did a uh, Facebook Live discussing the situation mm-hmm. and said um, – and he didn't, this was on Thursday night and he didn't say anything, which makes me think, and again, let me just be conspiracy guy here for a second. Mm-hmm. That makes me think that Governor Abbott or the governor's office told the superintendent sometime early last week. Right. That the official said, announcement was coming. That, that your mom until then, do whatever you need to do to get your ducks in a row, mm-hmm. but don't do that. And so the school district that I live in, I think was... Um, was getting a jump on it. That's kind of what I right. thought. But again, I, I don't think it necessarily surprised. So that comes down at noon. 
Mm-hmm. A couple of hours later, the UIL makes the only decision I think it can, which is that they cancel the remainder of the spring sports and championships and all of that for the remainder of the school year. And and look, I know from having conversations with people in the UIL that this was something that they were going to hold out till the very last mm-hmm. moment. I mean, it was going to have to get to a point where it was like their hand was forced for them to do this. Right, because they don't um, want to and do I know, that. Not only for their right. own purposes, no, they don't. but they, don't. they want they everybody want... to have that kind of that, that senior, especially the seniors, they want them to have the opportunity to compete. Right. And so th- I know they were holding on to the last minute. And I also know, um, you know, I won't go into specifics because I don't know them specifically, but I will tell you that they were having some really outside the box ideas mm-hmm. about this. They were committed to making spring competitions happen um by hook or crook right um and so i know there are people who are upset about the uil pulling the plug on spring spring sports and spring activities because there's a lot of music and academics that go along with that it's not just sports um but i think the uil basically the, the governor like if schools are closed you can't compete well and that's the other thing i'm sorry but don't be mad about that. Like, they're not doing this because they want to. They're doing it out of concern no. for health of kids. Literally, well, kids, and it's you know, it, it's I understand the, right the emotional side of it, right? Right. I understand because, for example, like, you are an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. You are an athlete. And if before your season, like, right before your season was, your senior year was going to start. Right. They said, nope, no basketball. Like, yeah. that would that would hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's the thing I is I understand, yeah, being sad about it. And that stinks. And I mean, my brother, it, he plays tennis in Lano. And it was one of those things like his season is cut short now, too. So I get the emotion behind it. But I don't understand berating the UIL or well, talking bad about someone, be, them, because they're they're only doing it for the safety of the kids. Don't be mean. Well, and here's <laughs> the thing. The thing is, we can hold two thoughts in our head at the same time Mm -hmm. one thought is it's a sucky decision and it stinks and the other thought is it's the right decision Mm -hmm. like those two things can and should coexist they do Mm -hmm. coexist in my opinion right so there's that um but that all leads up to the rumblings that we started getting over the weekend that something had changed with state seven on seven uh, we'll go into more depth as far as how this all unfolded on Tep and Step, which we are re- we're recording tomorrow afternoon. But from what I understand, 7-on-7, seven seven, they were planning on it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they were thinking, you know what? We can figure this out. We can find a way to stay safe, and we can make this work. Something changed over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Something changed, and I, I, it's, it's impossible not to draw that line between what happened with the UIL and what happened with State 7-on-7. Seven seven. Now, again, for those who don't know, 7-on-7 seven seven is not a UIL-sanctioned event. Mm-hmm. It runs independently. But it is run, like the board is comprised of Texas high school football coaches, mm-hmm. right? Doug Stevens, the head coach at Rowlett, is the, is the head of the board 
Uh, I know that Sean McDowell at Richmond Foster is, is heavily involved. There's a lot of guys who are Texas high school football head coaches who are involved in, in seven on seven. So even though it's not UIL sanctioned and the UIL coming out this weekend and canceling spring sports, um, that didn't have a direct impact, but I think it had an indirect impact mm-hmm. on now state seven on seven being canceled. Um, there will be no uh, state qualifying tournaments. There will be no state tournament in college station. It is off for the 2020 year. And that stinks. That really stinks because yeah. that's a, a big part. You know, we get really excited about going down there. Uh, it's a step gets to travel the state and go to all these state qualifying tournaments. And for us, from a media perspective, this is just me, mm-hmm. that is a really fun opportunity for me and for Step and for you and for Will and for Ish and for Shahan and the whole crew, Greg Powers too, to pick the brain of coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, that's I, I always say that seven on seven is great because you get an opportunity for us to be around coaches who are they can't coach. They're like they're they're not allowed to be coaching the team, but they're there and they're thinking about football. And so you can get a lot of really good insights about their team. Right. And I think we've talked um, about this too. The thing that also really stings is that's a big recruiting tactic for some of those guys to get seen and get noticed and so that's what really stinks about seven on seven is the fact that some of those guys you know that that hurts their recruiting a little bit too right so and that's the thing is is if you're talking about impact right i think it has a couple of impacts one if you go from an individual perspective yeah i think that this continues to be a really really difficult situation for 2021 recruits who are hoping to either raise their their recruiting profile or create their recruiting profile. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of guys who were going to use the offseason, whether it was at seven on seven or just in workouts and things like that, spring ball, that maybe were going to be starting for the first year and they were finally going to get a chance to be in the spotlight. And now they're losing that. So from an individual perspective, it stinks. The other perspective is from the team perspective. And I was thinking about this a lot. Um, there's a lot of teams that seven on seven is a big part of their off season. Mm-hmm. And it's especially from those guys who uh, teams who obviously pass a lot, right. Or pass right. a fair amount. It's passing league. Right. Uh, but beyond that, the secondaries get a lot of work, et cetera, et cetera. I can't help but wonder if this is an advantage for running teams yeah that absolutely teams who keep the ball on the ground that they are they are this was not an opportunity like this was not an opportunity they were taking where they were they were going to get a ton of reps anyway mm-hmm. it was an opportunity for a team that throws the ball a ton to go and get a ton of reps right now those reps are gone and i wonder if this is going to be the kind of thing where uh, ground and pound type teams are going to have a little bit of an advantage here, or at least uh, the the advantage that seven on seven teams or that passing teams would have is mitigated by the fact that they're not going to be playing seven on seven. Well, and um, that's the thing that really not only just seven on seven, but the whole scope of all of this is going to hurt passing teams because they can't even, I mean, they might be, but they shouldn't be going out to fields and throwing to one of to one another, you know, having those receivers run routes and the quarterbacks throw. So they, I mean, you can throw with 
your parents maybe, you know, it's like, what do they do? Well, and the other thing for me, and this was a thing I threw out there on Twitter, like pretty much immediately after the UIL thing came down, because it was another thing I thought about. Coaches around the state will tell you that if football is priority one, Mm -hmm. track is priority two. And coaches have been increasingly, increasingly encouraging, if not insisting on their athletes participating in track. Uh, Not even necessarily to go out there and win state championships, but just because it's good for speed training, it's good for endurance training, it keeps kids in shape, it keeps kids in in a rhythm of of being around coaches and being around teammates. Um, There's going to be an impact of that. Uh, when fall rolls around and when football season rolls around. Um, There's going to be an impact on that. And that's going to be really interesting to kind of tease out um, how that has an impact. Now, look, there's nothing stopping, especially from, you know, there is something stopping theoretically uh, or discouraging kids from going out there and throwing the football around. Mm -hmm. There is presently nothing discouraging kids from going out there and running sprints. And so I'm not as, that's not as big of uh, a deal, mm-hmm. but I do think it's, it's important to know that with track being canceled as well, that's going to have an impact on football down the road. That's going to have a ripple effect. Right. Um, and so it's a, it's an odd time. And this is really, this feels like, I'm interested. Do you think, is this the first tangible impact of covid on football like direct i would say yes the only other thing at this point yeah i mean we lost spring ball but there's only certain teams that can do that you know like there's only certain classifications so that doesn't really change the whole scope of it but the only other thing that i would say has had any sort of impact is just recruiting because they extended the recruiting like the no recruiting period um -hmm. but other than that yeah no this is definitely the first real big hit that we've seen that it will inadvertently affect Texas high school football. It sucks. Look uh, again, I think that, I think that this is one of those situations where you say one, it sucks. And two, it's the right decision. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, hopefully things will continue to get better and things and, and the fall will be unaffected. Uh, but this felt like a kind of an inflection point. Uh, for football that it feels yeah. like it's now having that big effect. And now, you know, the, if you're looking at the calendar for us, mm-hmm. the next thing on the calendar for us is the THSEA coaching school and convention in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is scheduled for late July, July 20th, 20th. Yeah. 19th through something, I think. Um, the THSEA has said that, that, that is, uh, that's still happening, that they are planning on that happening. Um, I will see. Yeah, we'll see. I I, I desperately want it to happen because oh, that is it, something. This would be my first year. A, I would be so yeah, so sad. <laughs> it's it's a big event. I'd love to be down there. It would be fun. Um, but if you're going through kind of the the calendar of Texas high school football, um, it's spring ball got canceled. Mm-hmm. Now seven on seven that's been canceled. Next up is THSCA. Um, that would be next. And then after that, you start getting into scary stuff mm-hmm. and you start getting into two a days. And that's and Matthew at that Mc... point, 
that's, Matthew that's, McSpadden that's, that will be the next step. brought up the best point, and this is puts into words exactly how I feel about this, is he said, I will gladly toss seven on seven to keep real football starting on time. Yeah. And I feel like that's my biggest outlook on this is, yes, it really does stink, but anything that we can do to have a better shot at football starting on time, that's what that's the actions that need to be taken right now. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, this is this is a, a, a it sucks that we have to make this trade, mm-hmm. but if that's a trade that's on the table, take it. I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm taking. It. So I agree. Uh, but football is still rolling on, and right now is ring season. This is ring season uh, around uh, Texas high school football because uh, teams that win state championships are getting their championship rings. Mm-hmm. Normally, these would happen at big ceremonies. Right. They would happen at big banquets, right? Um, that obviously is not possible right now. Yep. But they're still getting these rings. Mm-hmm. Still got to get that bling, baby. And so oh. um, I want to direct you to, to this video. This is uh, Gunter wide receiver coach Jeff Egger and his family uh, receiving coach Egger's state championship ring. Gunner, of course, won the three division two state championship. Uh, this is how they got their ring. So how are we doing? All right. So we got ring box in the ring right there, Jeff. All right. Thank there you, you go. And then here is the plaque. All right. Ooh, and they want you to put it, it on and show it off the camera on the way. Okay. I you got it. Right. Hey girl. Say hi. Hi, I see the wing, Daddy. Yeah, we got to get it out. Let's move up here a little bit. Why did you got two boxes? Come I supposed to put this on or something? <laughs> oh my gosh. Look at that. Yeah, thank you. Over here. Thank you. All right. Okay. See y'all. Bye. Stay warm. Yeah. Bye, guys. There you go. The Gunner Ring Ceremony. Um, Very, very cool. Shout out to um, shout to to Becca Egger for sending that for for taking that video. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, what I love that's their that's their three daughters in the back. Um, It's uh, Charlotte, Georgia. Uh, and Birdie, and they, uh, yeah, they were uh, they, they they dressed up in their Gunner cheerleader outfits, which I love. It was awesome. That was adorable. The the drive the drive through ring ceremony. <laughs> uh, it is uh, it is ring ceremonies in the age of COVID nineteen. Uh, I like that so, he says. Am I supposed to put this on? <laughs> <laughs> that was That's a like, big ring too. Yeah. Oh, it was huge. Like massive. Yeah, I've, I'll, 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 I'll send you a couple pictures. We can, we can run them up at the end of the show. But okay. uh, anyway, appreciate the Eggers sending that along. Uh, as, as that's how you're getting your state championship rings uh, these days. It's drive-through ring ceremonies. <laughs> uh, we are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/DaveCampbell's. Also on Instagram, Instagram.com/DaveCampbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. And TexasFootball.com is also where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. 
That is our subscription package. Two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content. And I want to highlight one thing. If you want the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football mailed to you before it hits newsstands, texasfootball.com. That's the, uh, that's the thing. Hold on. I also got to do one, one other thing. I think we forgot this last week. Oh, man. Oh, uh, let yes. me see if I can find. Yeah. Hold on. Oh. You, you guys remember oh. we, we, talked with, um, we talked with Anthony Armstrong last week uh, about Camp Gladiator. Hey, <clears throat> we're proud to announce a new partnership with Camp Gladiator for all those athletes, coaches, and fans cooped up and sheltering in place during this COVID-19 crisis. Uh, the program is called Choose to Move, and you can go to their website, www.campgladiator.com to learn more. Six weeks unlimited workouts live with a trainer for 39 buck and 10 of those buck go to the American Red Cross to help their efforts with the COVID-19 crisis. You got to use the promo code TXHS fitness. That's TXHS fitness at campgladiator.com to get this deal and to make sure that 10 of those dollars go to the American Red Cross uh, six weeks of unlimited workouts live with a trainer for $39 and 10 of the dollars go to the Red Cross with the promo code TXHS Fitness. So please check that out. Campgladiator.com promo code TXHS Fitness. Good job. Last week, we had the great uh, opportunity to talk with the head coach of the Richardson Eagles, Coach Greg Pels. Here's our conversation with Richardson coach Greg Pels here on Texas Football Today. The Texas high school football offseason rolls on, and even though we're all stuck at home, that doesn't mean uh, that coaches are just sitting around doing nothing. We're joined by one of those coaches who is not sitting around doing nothing. Joined by the head coach of the Richardson Eagles, Coach Greg Pels. Coach, how are you? Good. Thanks for having us, Greg, and thanks for what you guys do for our for our sport and the state of Texas. It's really well, awesome. Well, we, we, we appreciate that. Uh, the, the most important question is, is how are you? How's your family? Uh, how are you guys holding up? Family's great. You know, thanks for asking. Uh, we're, we're elementary schooling it right now. Uh, it's become Pell's Elementary. We've got a, a fourth grader and a third grader, boy and girl. And so uh, not only still trying to, you know, keep tabs on our, our athletic department at Richardson High School and our football program, but also trying to make sure my kids still stay on track. And my wife is still doing some part-time work. She goes in in the morning. And so it's, it's really me with the kids and, and, and our dog who is who is loving that we're home so it's a uh, definitely an interesting time but trying to make the best of it well and and you know that's interesting because i know that that obviously it's it's odd for for kids to be home but it, it has to also be odd for your kids because coaches are workaholics right coaches are, sure. are always running around you spend time at the office it's got to be weird for them to have dad around it's it you know and i'll be honest that's been one of the bright spots right like i you know this time spring is always really crazy right because you you've got the wrap up of, of winter sports and then you, you jump right into spring and then you're also getting ready for spring practice and so normally uh, I, i'm not home right now just like all the rest of our coaches so uh it that has been a silver lining to say the least to be around and be present physically it's 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 an odd time and, and you look for those silver linings absolutely uh, I want to talk a little bit about your Eagles. Um, I, I think it's a, a small thing that, that people may not necessarily uh, appreciate, but the, the past two years, I think, have been a really important step for, for this program. 
um, you know, f- five and five, the record, I don't think, you know, when you're talking about, you know, seven, 16 and oh, and things like that, it's not going to blow you away. But this felt like for a program that kind of felt like it was stuck in the mud, these two past two years at five and five feel like they, they, they are an important step. I, I'm interested if, if you feel like I'm way off, do you feel like that it, these past couple of years have been, have been important for your program's growth? Absolutely. And I really think when you talk about the last two years, you've got to go to the two years prior, right? And uh, not to be cliche and, and Nick Saban-esque, but it really has been a process. And we knew uh, with this being my first head coaching job, you know, everything is new for a long time. It's kind of like having a, having a baby. So uh, we're, we're really in the spot we're at right now trying to take the next step because of the things that the kids have done from the first two years. And then Obviously, this last senior class, uh, they, they were freshmen when I was hired. Uh, so we both came in together, and, and they were a great group, just like the year before. And they've really all, all four groups that we coached have been great kids. And, um, and so it has. It's, it's been a lot of change in Richardson, a lot of good change. Um, you know, we, we just opened up a, a really, really nice indoor uh, facility that is used by not only athletics, but our fine arts department. Uh, a brand new weight room and uh, and so with all of those good positive things you know the program has kind of have echoed that as as changes happen throughout the district and at our high school so. um can can you sense that your kids are are feeling that change too that the expectation is changing and that this isn't a program that goes one and nine every year this is a a, sure. a, a, a program that that expects to go out there and compete every single game do you, do you can you feel the change among the kids Oh, absolutely. I mean, the kids, you know, they, kids are kids. And so we've got a really, really neat coaching staff. I'm really proud of our, all of our guys that, that, you know, that signed on for this because it, it, it is a challenge, right? And um, they build such great relationships with their position groups and with their offense or defense or special teams. And, and as a whole that, you know, they're the ones that have kind of driven it and our kids are gravitated to those coaches and they're the key uh, that, I would say our coaches are the key. And then on top of that, with impacting the kids, we've got great leadership. We've got an awesome superintendent who really values athletics, uh, great athletic director support. And then our principal, Chris Chode, is, uh, he's an ex-coach. And so he knows the, you know, the power of athletics and also what it's like to do it at Richardson because he had coached at Richardson uh, earlier in the decade. And, and so uh, we've just got, we've got great people around us. And, and so they impact the kids and obviously those kids feel it. And you can see it in their day-to-day operations, uh, not only with their work in the weight room, but also in their second sports. That's something that we're very passionate about is we want them playing and competing in, in everything. Uh, but then you also see it in the classroom. And, and I think that's a, that's a big piece for us because Richardson High has got great academics and uh, and so our kids have, have really done a great job there as well. It's it's a it's a holistic approach that we try to use. We're talking with Greg Pels, head coach of the Richardson Eagles here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation and hashtag TF today. Uh, let's let's look forward to 2020, but first we, you know the, the present situation is obviously thrown a wrench in in, in your your plans. Uh, I know you'd be doing spring ball right now if it weren't for uh, if you guys had the opportunity. So so how do you make up for that? What are you doing now? What, what is your staff doing? What are you telling your guys uh, right now uh, to make up for the fact that you guys can't be together? Yeah, I think it's, it's what everybody else is doing. Um, you know, obviously each, we've got our own spin on it, but you know, we, we still meet as a football staff to keep our coaches connected together. Um, and, you know, and then that translates over into our position groups. 
um, and we meet with them. And uh, that's always really fun uh, just because, you know, I coach, I coach on the defensive side. Uh, and so obviously I have my position meeting, but then I always try to jump in and, and visit the other groups just to stay connected with the kids. And, um, you know, and then they're doing daily workouts. Cole Ford has, has done a great job for us. He was an old head coach at Sanger, and we were able to steal him away. And he has crafted some good body weight, uh, you know, exercises. And we're just trying to keep him as good a shape as we possibly can because the, the big message we tell him is, you know, we don't have a lot of answers right now. And this is what we're dealt with. It's just like, a, you know, any, any football game, you, you don't know what's going to happen, and you do the best with what you can. And so uh, but what we do tell them is that it, football season will happen. It's going to happen at some point. It may start in August. It may start – you know, no telling, November, it, no idea. So we just got to be ready and, and we need to stay ready so that we can compete at a high level. Uh, speaking of, of your 2020 team, whenever the team, you know, whatever it does roll around, um, you guys are going to be a, a team that, that has a, a fair amount of experience uh, coming back, uh, you know, especially on the defensive side. But, but the guys that I'm interested in, and maybe it's because I'm an old offensive lineman, it seems like you've got a couple of guys up front uh, in, in Drew Moss and Jalen White that, you know, three-year three year starters, guys who have been there a long time. Um, I know those are not the guys that are going to get the headlines, but how important are those guys and your offensive line to what you guys are wanting to do? You know, we, uh, we say this a lot. You know, the offensive line guys, they, they never get enough credit. But, you know, in my – this will be, I think, year 20 of coaching. When you, when you have great uh, – you know, ability to succeed at the offensive and defensive line, then you've got a chance. It, give, it gives your team a chance every game. And uh, so those two guys are awesome. They're both great workers, uh, both play multiple sports. Drew does powerlifting and, and throws a shot in the disc, and Jalen plays rugby in the spring, and so that's pretty neat for us. Uh, but they're, bo they're both great kids, and, and you know, I, I met them when they were in seventh grade. Uh, and so it's been kind of neat that, you know, this regime is the only only group that they know coaching wise, and so it, it they're exactly what we want Richardson football players to to look and act like. But but you know the the other question though is going to be at the skill position spots for me. You know I'm I'm a guy who I, I want to see what the what the skill position guys are going to be looking like. And and look, I look at what you guys had last year, uh, where you guys are you guys got to replace your leading passer, your leading rusher, and your top two leading receivers. So. Yep. Give me a name. Give me a name, maybe one or two guys that you think are, are going to be guys that, that we're going to be talking about. If we're talking, if we're talking nine months from now, who, who's the guy that, that, that is going to have, have blown up and, and been, been a star for this Eagles team? I think for sure one is, um, you know, we kind of got a jack of all trades in Aaron Bertrand. And, uh, and Bert, is a, he's an awesome kiddo. Uh, he played a lot at wide receiver for us and played some Wildcat quarterback. And uh, – he's going to have to have a big presence and, and obviously he'll bring back some of that experience of playing underneath the lights and the pressure and what goes on, uh, you know, on Friday nights. And so, and then, you know, we've got a couple of guys that'll, that'll vibe with the quarterback spot. Uh, I think one that's, that has a great chance, he's going to factor in somewhere for us on the field is Blaine Ritter, uh, Cam Lewis, maybe at the running back spot. And so we're, we're going to have some young guys and then, We'll have some guys off the JV bunch, and we'll have a, we'll have a couple of freshmen that were good players that will also buy for those spots whenever we can get back on the grass and evaluate. Um, I want to talk a little bit about realignment. You guys, uh, things got jumbled for y'all. Um, 
for for better or for worse uh it's it's you know things things are, are now different um you guys are in there with dallas jesuit uh, you're, you're adding in the irving schools uh, i'm interested in, in in how you feel like you guys landed uh, as far as realignment is concerned i think um you know, in the Metroplex, um, I've coached all of my years in the Metroplex, except for uh, we were in North Austin at Leander for a couple of years. And so when you're in the Metroplex, you know, it's always going to be tough. It, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's nice that we got got it shook up a little bit. There's a lot of familiarity with, with our side of it in the Irving schools. Um, I was the DC at MacArthur for a long time for Coach Basil, and Coach Beatty hired me there. And so I know uh, the history uh, at MacArthur, and uh, obviously they got a new coach, and so there's familiarity there. Billy was was my DB's coach when I was a DC at Arlington Lamar for Coach Delay, and so we're excited for him personally. But but I know that that'll be they'll be well coached and and ready to go. Brian Rogers does a great job at at Nimitz. He was our OC at Mac when I was there. So um, you know, and then Coach De Los Santos. At, at Irving High, he was at Coppell when Coppell was in our district when we got to Richardson. So uh, there's just, it, it'll be a lot of fun. I think it'll be very competitive. Um, obviously, Coach Hickman does a great job of Jesuit, um, you know, and, and then obviously the other three Richardson schools. I mean, Coach Collins has done a great job at, at, at the school up north, and, uh, and then Lonnie does a great job at Lake Collins, and obviously Jim Lefford's kind of the dean of everybody, and He's got his track record speaks for himself at Bartner. So we're excited to go and compete. And I think it, it'll just be fun to get back, you know, and, but it'll be fun to get out there and see how it all lays out for us. Are you going to miss playing Duncanville? Uh, no, sir. Okay. That's no, so it, and, and Coach Samples, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. The, the thing that, uh, you know, they do a great job coaching. Their kids are they, – they, they do not just throw – their talented team out there. And, um, and so it, one, it, it'll be good to not face the talent that they've got, but also their coaching staff does a really good job. It's Greg Pels of the Richardson Eagles. Um, one last question, coach. And that is um, that I know that you are, obviously you're, you're a football coach, uh, but I know you're also a baseball guy. Um, is this killing you right now? No, I got, you know, I miss Rangers baseball, you know, and, and we've got some guys on our staff. One of them is an Astros guy, you know, and so it, it just, all of it, I'm ready to, for, for the silver boot to be back with us. And, and so I, I'm missing, I'm missing baseball. And uh, obviously with the opening of the, of the new, new park, you know, you wanted to see that come to fruition. And so, yeah, it's, it's baseball was a big part of our family growing up. And uh, you know, if I, if I would have, thought how it would have worked out. I, I mean, I wanted to be a baseball player. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yes. And I understand because you're also, a, you're, you're, you're got a lot of experience as a strength and conditioning guy. Um, and you told me before we came on the air in confidence that I'll now, and now air out loud, which is that you're running. Is that right? Yeah. It's it, the world should probably stop turning on its axis that coach Pels is now finally running. Again. Oh man. It's, How's that going? It's pretty awful. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not built for that. And, uh, you know, our, our, our kids, I've, I've told them in our zoom meetings, I was like, look, you know, let's, let's make sure we're staying ready. I was like, I'm even running. So that tells you that, that we're, we've got to work hard to, to make sure we're in shape. And so it's a, uh, it's a, it's a daily mental fight for me to get out there and go do that. Leading by example. He's Greg Pels. He's the head coach of the Richardson Eagles. Follow him on Twitter at coach Pels coach really appreciate your time. Uh, please stay safe and uh, best luck down the road. 
Thanks, Tepper. You guys are awesome, and we appreciate what y'all do again. It's really neat. There he is, Greg Pels, the head coach of the Richardson Eagles, who is running. Yeah. Having the courage to run. And and I know that's 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 tough for him. Because running sucks. Yes, it does. Not a fan. I totally saw you throw that baseball up, by the way, and not catch it. Mm-hmm. That was funny. What? Just now, right before we came back on the air, you had a baseball and you threw it up and you like fumbled it. I don't have a baseball. Okay. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Anyway. What you... No, I'm. I'm. What are you talking about? You just had a baseball in your hand. Or something, some kind of ball. You, I'm done with you. (laughs) Okay, thanks to Greg Pell's head coach of the Richardson Eagles. Um, We go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, do we have first floor through the door? Yeah, we already did that. You weren't here for it. It was. Oh, you did during. um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did it, or maybe I thought about doing it. It was me, Rob Hadaway, uh, Ed, and Daniel Agnew. Welcome in, guys. Yes. Ed, um, by the way, uh, a shout out to Ed. Ed. Ed sent me a note about a story we definitely should cover, but mm-hmm. today was already going to be like a big bummer show, and I didn't want to over bum the audience. We got to spread out the bummer. So shout out to Ed. We will get to it. It's just we, you know, let's not let's not just depress the hell out of everybody all at once. <laughs> um, one other thought from me is over under. How many schools do you think have eagles as their, as their mascot? What would you put the over under? I can actually tell you that. Oh. Hold on. Is this um, just high school? This is according to – now, this is probably not up to date. Mm-hmm. But um, I can tell you that eagles is the number one. This is according to our friend Jerry Forrest. Um, eagles is the most popular mascot. This was back – he has not updated it in a few years. Mm-hmm. But – the last at last check, there were 121 teams that were the Eagles. That includes private school yeah. teams and uh, things like that. But that's 121. Second, if you're interested, Bulldogs. What do you think is third? Jackets or Tigers or I don't know. Tigers is third. Tigers. Okay. Fourth is Panthers and fifth is Lions. Panthers. Okay, that makes yeah. Yes. That makes sense. That's that. There is only, by the way, one Yeguas. That's not very Somerville surprising. Somerville is the Yeguas. Yeah. So, um, I, I, see, the good thing about doing the magazine is this is always a refresher on mascots for me, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm getting back into it, and I'm getting I'm getting back to full strength. Um, yes. As far as my mascot prowess is concerned, uh, since we have so much time to kill, like so many shows to kill. We should uh-huh. do like a dumb like trivia contest. Okay, that we'll sounds cool. We'll figure that out. Yeah, my hair's getting really long. But oh, like... you know, it'd be really cool. You, uh, gosh darn it, we used to do them in college. What was the name of it? There's a trivia thing that you can do where you make Sporkle. a trivia thing, huh? Sporkle. No. Um, and people log on on their phones, and then you can do it. That would be fun to stream, but I gotta remember what it's called. Ask oh, my roommates; they'll know. That's how we right. learned. We'll in college. figure it out. 
Well, maybe coming the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Trivia Challenge. Uh-uh. It's not Quiplash. Uh-uh. Is it Quiplash? No, it's not. Goof. That's the... Yeah. Goof. Anyway. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. If you're interested, twitch.tv slash Greg Tepper tonight at Kahoot! 9 o'clock for Wombats. That's what it is. This has been the worst show. <laughs> Except for the fact that we had Greg Pels on and Jeff Eggers and his video Oh, Daniel in. Sanchez Other than that, too. Everything having it. to do with me and you has been a disaster. Happy Monday. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Twitch.tv slash Greg Tepper tonight. Wombats in action against the Hornets. Uh, check that out. Uh, thanks again to Richardson coach Greg Pels for being our guest and for uh, Jeff and Becca Egger for sending in that video of the ring ceremony. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please can get your player of the year trophy. We'll try to do better tomorrow on Texas football today. No promises. No promises.